Welcome back, guys. This is Origin Gate, and this is Wisdom's Echo Podcast, and this is Stephen McKee. I just wanted to um, speak a little bit about holiness today, because one thing I know that God wants to, if you like, reintroduce to his remnant, I mean, to his whole body, but it will start with his remnant, is true holiness. Um, the Lord sent me last year six times to the Isle of Lewis, and I've told this story many times, but I had a dream, and in the dream, I was told um, by a prophet that I needed to go up north, and I needed to go alone. And then another friend of mine had a dream, and he's, in the dream, he said, he said it was the most powerful dream he ever had, and he said, that I had to leave him because the north was calling me. And at this season in my life, I could feel the north, the north of Scotland in particular, calling me, which is a strange feeling because you just feel a draw to go north, a draw to go to the highlands, to the mountains, to the places where God moved in the past. And in a, an encounter that a, a friend had, it was actually Jane Schroeder's friend, friend Rona and she actually heard an audible voice and the audible voice said tell Stephen that he must go north and specifically the Hebrides so that was three different occasions where there was th it's like three powerful two dreams and an audible voice and also just a general feeling a drawing in the spirit to go north and, and then I went to the, the NES conference, I think it was last year, and Ian Clayton, he saw an encounter, or not saw an encounter, he had an encounter where he saw the men of old, and really it was the men who were part of, like, so the Lewis revival and people who lived through the different generations in the island of Lewis in, in particular, who were really men and women of God, and he said that they had been preparing an encounter for me. So this last year I've went up north six times and God has did something deep in me, really, really deep. And in a way it was difficult because it was taking me in a different path from some people who, who I love, but I knew that there was a message that God wanted to bring to the earth to do with holiness and to do with preaching the gospel, which is not just goodness, it's the goodness and severity of God. Although it is goodness, I mean, the gospel is good news. But there is a day of vengeance as well. There is a day of, like, wrath. It talks in the book of Revelation about um, the, the wrath of the Lamb. And I'm not here today to talk about any of that because that's another subject in itself. But I knew God was wanting to release something to me. And we all think we know stuff to do with holiness and the fear of God. But you, really what we know is just head knowledge. And I always knew that there's a realm of God that we don't have. Because I would even read historical accounts of revival where the fear of God would come in either to a village or a town like the Isle of Lewis. And people in their hundreds... Sometimes thousands would be lying in the ground outside in fields, 
crying out to God for mercy, crying out to God. And I, I was, I'm just so fascinated by this because I've also been involved with like modern evangelism, if you want to call it that, where we go out and I've been to psychic fairs and it's, it's not wrong, but we've been in fairs and we've set up our stall and we offer spiritual reading because we don't want to use, if you like, Christianese language. So we try and be a bit more subtle and we call it spiritual reading and we have dream interpretation and we have spiritual healing or something like that. And it's all okay. But the thing that gripped my heart was you'd have someone who'd come to your table and they would get prayer, maybe a dream interpretation, maybe spiritual readings or, or prophecy, whatever you want to call it. And they would really love it, which is great. But then they would go, brilliant, that's great. Now I'm going to go to that table across the, the road. And that table across the road or across the hallway was a medium or a spiritualist or some sort of witch. So you're in, what they encountered with you was just a good experience with goosebumps. And maybe they were touched a little, but yeah, they would go without any thought to their next table, which was a witch or a medium or a spiritualist. And it just made me think, what is it that we don't have that we should have? Because, okay, they enjoy it, but it doesn't change them. It doesn't penetrate their heart. Like on a day of Pentecost, it says 3,000 people were cut to the heart. Like when George Whitefield preached, people were rolling about, screaming, shaking, crying out to God for mercy. With Charles Finney, he would walk into a factory and they would be absolutely... People, without him even speaking, people would come under conviction and the whole factory was shut down in a moment. Even in the Isle of Lewis revival, there's even stories of like ships passing by the island and people just coming near the land would come under the spirit of conviction. Like powerful conviction. And like we're missing something we're missing that realm of holiness that realm of the fear of god we're missing that realm of the of the spirit of truth Do you know when jesus spoke about the holy spirit he said when he the, the spirit of truth comes he will convince the world of sin and righteousness i love the story of paul keith davis when he was in he visited Mariah Chapel in Wales, that's where the Welsh Revival started. And he saw a vision and he saw the cloud coming in and he said to the Lord, what is that? And the Lord said, that's the spirit of conviction, something your generation knows little about. So when I was going to the Isle of Lewis, God, it wasn't like thunder or lightning or one encounter. It was like an unfolding, deep, deep, deep revelation of how God wants to reveal and release holiness again. First of all, in our own individual lives, but then that realm in us and through us so that we rule through that realm of holiness. And that's where the power comes because you're totally set apart. I've told the story of Grant Mahoney loads of times in these podcasts where he had the encounter with the, the being of holiness and how that being had left the earth 
after the Celtic Saints because religion came in and it was grieved. But that being that or realm, whatever you want to call it, I don't even know. The Bible calls it the spirit of holiness. When that realm of holiness comes, that's when demons cry out and say, I know who you are. Like when Jesus walked past, that realm of holiness was so real. Even the demons cried out and said, don't torture us before our time. Like that's when people would come near him and the presence of the Lord was present to heal. It was in that realm where he came down from the mountain after being in that realm of God, that realm of holiness, where when he came down, people came to him in, in crowds because they could sense power coming from him. There's a realm of holiness that we need. And I, I read it before, and it's um, this is First Peter 1, 15 to 16. It says, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy, because I am holy. Do you know, I believe that scripture is not just a demand to be holy. It's actually the Lord speaking it into your being. Even as you listen to this podcast, be made holy as he is holy. I loved something Paul Keith Davis said recently. He said holiness is actually an impartation. And I believe that's what the scripture is saying. Be holy as I am holy. Hebrews twelve fourteen says, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Do you know, I believe we're in a day where the Lord wants to reveal himself to us in a magnificent, powerful, glorious way, like Christ in us. I know we know the language about Christ being in us, but there's a, a real revelation, a manifestation of Christ that he wants to reveal inwardly, but also even outwardly, like John, when he heard a voice behind him saying, come up here. And he saw the one, I mean, he had spent, was it three years with Jesus or whatever it was, but yet, when he saw him in heaven, he fell before him as dead. He saw one who had fire in his eyes. He saw one who had a sword coming out of his mouth. And he fell before him as holy. And there's a revelation of Yahweh, of Christ, that we cannot get if we're not walking in that realm of holiness. And I'm not talking about legalism. I'm not talking about us trying to modify our behavior to behave right. I'm talking about an inward transformation of him who is holy transforming us from the inside out changing us from the inside out so that we can see the Lord face to face how can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word you see his word sanctifies if you're looking for keys it's like soak in his word. Let his word sanctify you. Let his word wash you. The washing of the word is sanctification. Let it change you. And have a heart like David, where he said, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive or wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me in the way everlasting. See, we've got to have a humble heart. 
We've got to allow the word to wash us and sanctify us. You use the word as a gateway and a doorway. Jesus is the door, as I've said before. But you also allow the word to wash us and change us so that it's not our effort to try and be holy, but it's us becoming holy because of what Christ has done. He changes us inwardly. But we've got to take time to spend with him in his presence, in the presence of the beauty of holiness. Um, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. If we want to truly worship the Lord in spirit and truth, we've got to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. You see, this is the key to all of it, is surrender, is yieldedness, is surrendering our body, is surrendering ourselves in all that we are. It's not saying, Lord, here's my perfect, amazing self. It's saying, Lord, here I am in weakness. Here I am, Lord, an empty vessel with nothing to offer. But if you can use this vessel, and I offer it to you, like Catherine Kuhlman and all these people, she says, she tells the story often that she can take you to the place where Catherine died. And it was in that place she became this a sacrificial offering where the Lord found pleasing, where the Lord could fill and possess her and use her. And we know the stories of the power, the miracles, the signs and wonders. But she didn't focus on that. She focused on being completely yielded to Christ. And as a fruit of that, signs, wonders, miracles were outstanding we all know the stories i mean the power of the spirit it was present like i heard a story a few years back where there was someone trying to get to the altar and they had to lean there was a couple i think they had to lean forward at a 45 degree angle because of the wind of the spirit that was blowing the presence of god was present why because catherine had offered herself as a living sacrifice and she was holy. And I just want to leave you with that thought that we must be holy as he is holy. And I've suffered in life trying to be holy in my own strength and not able to do it and fallen. So there's no condemnation. Get back up, but get into the presence. Get into his holy presence, into the holy of holies where we're transformed and changed so that we can be prepared and ready for that realm of holiness that God wants to release on earth. So thanks guys for listening again. This is Origin Gate, this is Wisdom's Echo and I'm Stephen McKee.